Between the Covers, a series designed around who and what can be done and achieved by patients, planning and working in a community of like-minded, successful people. This podcast series is for anyone looking at becoming a successful published author and those looking to understand the mind of a writer and the goals of a publisher. Proudly sponsored by Shoreline Publishing. Welcome and enjoy. Okay. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining me. My name is Bradley Shaw, and today on Between the Covers, I'm talking to the talented new author, Jason Matheson, whose book, Buzz Bomb and the Jaws of Krashka, is coming out in March. Uh, he's done an exceptional job. He's been writing for quite a long time in his career. He's also a husband to a very supportive, or oh, sorry, a super supportive wife, the father of three amazing boys, and as I say, with his debut novel coming out, a dog, a cat, chickens, and a duck called Brian, Jason promotes self-empowerment through his words and the importance of language everywhere he goes. Hello, Jason. How are you today? Good, mate. How are you doing? I'm very good. I'm very good. Thank you for joining me uh, and, you know, meeting everybody in the world who's going to be looking at this great book you've created. And, yeah. of course, the first question is, tell everybody, what is Buzz Bomb uh, all about? What are we going to expect? Right, Buzz Bomb uh, and the Jaws of Crash Car is the first in a series, hopefully, that um, is about a, a cockroach from Sydney, and his name is Buzz Bomb, and he's, he's got his own issues that go with his arc. But um, he starts out in Indonesia uh, rescuing um, some borobug children from the uh, electric caterpillars uh, and, then re- and then ends up, unbeknownst to him, in Queensland in the Daintree Rainforest where something even worse is happening. Um, well, there's uh, ideas about colonialism, there's ideas about um, uh, revenge and uh, community and things like that going on in it. Uh, and towards the end, the monsoon starts. It all, it all sort of reaches mm-hmm. its, its uh, opus in the monsoon, uh, which I thought was <laughs> an interesting idea. Absolutely, absolutely. There's a lot of elements in this book. There's a lot of construction in your plot, and it's uh, it's very exciting. It's interesting you picked your main character as a cockroach. He's obviously then got sort of a semi-immortality through some of these events because they are renowned for, for not dying when we want them to. That's, that's right. Um, was it intentional to think of it as a bug perspective to create the main characters in the arc of the action um, as opposed to, you know, being cliche and putting in a normal person as such, but really putting it into that that uh, yeah. insect world? I like the um, the fact that uh, the cockroach brings estrangement to it so you can actually mm-hmm. do a speculative kind of fiction type of deal. But, um, yeah, no, it was actually, um, I, I did mean it. Um, I was sitting writing and I was thinking about what to write and the house that we were in at the time had a lot of German cockroaches in them, the little tiny ones. Mm. Uh, I think they came with us when we actually moved in. Um, and I just sort of laughed and had a go at it. <laughs> I had a go at it with the, with the main character and, um, yeah, it just went from there, went from there. Um, Fantastic. Did it, take, did it take you long to write and construct the story and, and put it all together the way you wanted? Uh, it did. It did. Um, at the time, I was really trying to. I'd, I'd done a few stories before, um, especially short fiction, um, short mm-hmm. stories, uh, and children's stories and things, trying to really pin down the essence of um, good good sentence structure. Really, um, it has to be a rhythm and a melody to a sentence, and to get mm-hmm. that really um, precise, 
uh, is an is a hard thing to do. Um, but yeah. you know, you read and you you do all of that stuff. You do your push ups and hopefully something yeah. comes out of it. Um, yeah, and so it did take a while. Yeah, and with that in mind, how long exactly? Like, was it a was it a trial and error? You sort of drafted it and then rewrote it and rewrote oh, it. Was it a, a long process, or did you find yeah, it quite a so between? Um, uh, it was over a period of seven years. Uh, wow. I wrote, but in, so in that time, though, it wasn't just that one. Uh, my wife, being the super supportive wife that she is, uh, allowed me to not only focus on this one, but then I every year I would write the, the next one. And uh, so I would think about it for a year, have ideas, write them all down, have sort of plot twists and things. And then in, I had one week. She would give me one week because we had little children at the time, one week uh-huh. in Christmas holidays to write the, the first draft of every one of them. So, um, yeah, and then I would come back to the, the jaws of Crash Car and continue on building that world and those characters. Fantastic. And, yeah. So, so we do we do have to look forward to the next ones. They're already written as well. You've drafted them, as you said. So they're, oh, they're already in the pipeline. Okay. Yes, they are. That's they exciting. Are. That, yeah. That's good because I think the, the impression of this book is going to be well received. Um, and did you target it to particularly that that um, younger reader, but also it can be enjoyed by older. But did you sort of have that younger reader still in mind to keeping it absolutely uh, the first yeah. impression that the, 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 the I guess the animation of it. Yes, I wanted to engage. Uh, I'm a, I'm a librarian at a school, and uh, when I was reading to um, like years five, six, middle grade fiction type of stuff, even the the younger kids, I really wanted a, a book that would uh, just engage boys um, and, and girls. Like I've had girls at school, um, students at school, and they've actually read a few of the drafts. Um, you know, back through the years, um, some of the students <laughs> engaged in literature, I'd say, oh, have a look at this and see if you can see anything wrong with it. So I, I brought them on the journey, a few of the students and things like that. So, um, yeah, I really wanted it to engage because uh, as a librarian, uh, I don't know if, the you know, the people who are listening know library too much, but um, there's a real disengage with library and reading, um, particularly in the mm-hmm. younger generations because of, uh, technology and things, um, yep. and so I'm just trying to, yeah, I just want that to come back a little bit because our language is so important. You know, language is absolutely with our community, our lo- loved ones, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I think it's absolutely. And if we if we don't treasure it and teach it and continue it, of course, we'll end up living in a world in the future that's all just acronyms and abbreviations. <laughs> to oh, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, everyone will be walking around going, "Hey, hashtag." You know, <laughs> so yeah. No, if we can keep the language, that'd be great. Oh, totally. Um, yes. But yeah, <laughs> but when you've written the book, tell me with the visualization. Um, I want to get to those images in a minute. But tell me, did you have your own perception and pictures and and expectation of putting a, a, a sort of a graphic into the book like it did, or from um, the start, or was that something you evolved into thinking about? Um, it was kind of there from the well. No, it kind of evolved because. Uh, I wanted the one of the because it was a, more of a, um, a kids teenage book sort of thing. I did want them to understand who the characters were. were and as I was writing it to begin with, um, it was hard for me to use bug names and bug bugs um, classifications and hope that they would get it. They seemed it just seemed a little bit cluttered and things. So I've actually added more um, uh, graphics to it um, just to sort of give landing points. For those who are reading it, and think, oh, that's that bit there. Okay, I can move on from that. Um, 
Right. As, as it's progressed, of course, um, it's been it becomes a lot more fluent and easier to read. But <laughs> right, right at the beginning, um, that's what I was thinking: like, how am I going to do this? But um, yep. yeah, yeah. So um, thankfully, I, I landed Matt Baker, and that was fantastic. That was probably the yeah best thing. So, that so when you say when you that's your next step in in a sense, you've got a drafted book. You know your elements in the book. You you want to accentuate. How did you go about finding the right illustrator and and then designing it and then, of course, working with them to get your vision and their vision because it was a collaboration and working on how that was going to come to life? Was that a difficult process in the learning? Uh, it, it was. Yes, it was. I went through a few of them, um, probably three or four, and uh, just none of them uh, had ever really had ever illustrated before. Um, they were They were sort of students at uni. Um, that was <laughs> that was one way I was sort of looking at it. Uh, but when I I was actually talking to a uh, an art teacher that I I know, uh, his name's Lindsay, and I was saying, oh, you don't know anyone, do you? He's like, yep, I do, Matt Baker. And so that yep. just happened. It was so good. Um, and then Matt got in touch, and we we chatted, and uh, yeah, I would give him the idea of I would give him the the paragraphs and stuff, or the chapter that I wanted to have illustrated. I would give him some ideas about what things could look like um, and then I'd just let him go. Um, uh, I think that's the best way of doing the illustrations because as a, like I, I, I've i tried drawing some of the things myself and, you know, probably mm-hmm. if there's readers out there who are writers themselves, you know how hard it is to, dr- to draw what you're actually trying to write. It's like it never, yep. it never even comes close to it. Yeah. And that's the thing too, allowing an illustrator or an artist to have a bit of expression on their visual as well into the yeah. context. And what what Matt Baker has created for you is um, is a fantastic impression and a fantastic uh, visualization for the young audiences as well to enjoy it, but also older as well. Like, like I think this book's fantastic. Oh, <laughs> I've actually really enjoyed yeah. it. Um, and well, it's, it's a really yeah yeah. And and I think if you can if you can encompass that into the audience, so so parents can enjoy reading it with kids or talk about it. Uh, I know with my son, we talk about books he's reading, like that I'm reading, and we can relate to those things and have that commonality. And I think that's really strong for family units as well. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so uh, just in your next steps, now you, you've started now into the publishing. Was that something you had intended? You said it took seven years to write, but were you always following that publication channel or was it a goal of just thinking, oh, I'll publish myself, I'll do this, I'll, I'll try this. What were your goals in the sense of now I've got a finished draft, I've got an illustrator with good quality, where am I going to go to the next stage? Yeah, I uh, I tried a few different uh, avenues of publishing. Uh, one of the first ones, and it was probably just a case of not wanting to hear no anyway or hearing no and knowing that it didn't matter. I did actually send them to, there was ones in like New York and stuff, and so I just sent mm-hmm. a few it over there and of, of course nothing like I didn't get anything back but um I just left it then for a while it was, it, it's a very daunting to go into the publishing side of it because it's it's that idea of becoming um almost naked before the before the audience isn't it like you're showing yeah. them what you've done um and it just it it almost terrified me so but as I as I progressed you know you just get to that point and it was I couldn't do anything more to it. Like it was finished. It was done. Mm. It, it did become a product, so to speak. And um, that's when I, re- I got serious about publishing it. Um, and yeah, that type of thing. And the experience with publishing has been good for you. You've enjoyed it so far. You've under- you're learning a lot. <laughs> oh, it's been amazing. I've absolutely <laughs> adored it. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, especially the editing process, uh, yeah. which was which was painless, um, but it was so good. Uh, I was telling the some of my friends once that once the editing process had finished, it was like having a Yoda by my side, you know, and uh, <laughs> taking you through that process. And I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense, you know, like it's really good. It's great. It's a great polishing yeah. of your piece. Awesome. And like I say, it is an amazing book. You put all the pieces together. You've written a really good story. You've created really good visualization. You've you've come, and I believe, you know, humbly in my own self-proclamation that you've come to a good publisher to back you and help oh, you. Yeah. And uh, I'm really excited about this book coming out. I think it's going to do some great things for the younger, but also, as I say, for everyone to enjoy. Yeah. Um, and also, as I say, I should note, you've had literally um first-hand reviews from your own students and stuff that have uh previewed uh, previewed some of these uh oh yeah uh, next versions as well which is great yeah. feedback because you know the book has then at least you're in the right market you're in the right interest <laughs> so yes. that's a positive yeah, yeah that and is um yeah all congratulations to you and and um yeah we're excited for your uh success in the next steps for everybody listening, you can buy the book uh, anywhere books are sold. You can pre-order through our site at shorelinepublishing.com.au or you can go online and pre-order um, through Book Depository and other avenues that are pre-selling. Um, when the book's released, March 25th, uh, it'll be available everywhere books are sold and you can order through your bookshops and, and again, request through your libraries who, who do uh, support uh, our brand of books as well to help, as um, Jason has said, to encourage you know people to borrow and read and learn and continue to support libraries and and their industry um everybody listening thank you so much for your time this is a wonderful book i do encourage you to grab it and support independent authors and support jason's journey and jason for you directly thank you for your time today and talking to us and introducing this book to the world yeah cheers mate thank you very much for having me no worries pleasure always everybody take care Continue to support independent authors and independent arts. Uh, stay well, and we look forward to talking with you again on the next edition of um, Between the Covers. I'm Bradley Shaw, and I'll talk to you next time. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Between the Covers, produced by Shoreline Publishing.